ladies and gentlemen, this is Pete Schwartz, and welcome to Saturday Night. As many longtime listeners know, I have become fatally involved for some time now with dubious evil forces. It all started last year when I received a postcard in the mail labeled only with the initials TTG, which, well, for a while I thought they were a man's initials, a man named Teddy Tamarock Garner, who lives on PEI. And so I traced this man down. I broke into his host in the middle of the night, and I tied him up and beat him really hard until he bled from his eye sockets. But, as it turns out, he was not responsible for any of it. So, Teddy, if you're listening out there, I just want to say I'm sorry. I screwed up. I hope there is no hard feelings, Ted. I would later find out that TTG actually stood for the name of a ship, an ark to be more precise, a great wooden ark, like the one Noah built, an ark named the Taffy Tega, the TTG. You see, the thing I had received in the mail, the postcard, wasn't a warning at all. It was an invitation. On top of all this, I'm still being followed every day. The men following me in their cars are from the Church of Scientology, and at this point, I have no idea what they want from me. But hey now, I'm getting ahead of myself again. Just give me a few minutes of your time, and I will explain to you every crazy thing that happened to me last week. I was working a long shift from 6 p.m. to 3 a.m. on a Saturday night, smack dab in the sticky summer heat of Nova Scotia. I drive a cab here, worked for a Nova Scotian cab company called Casino Taxi. Jeez Louise, I may be dumb, but I ain't no dummy. Do you know what I mean? That's right. This is Pete Schwartz, and it's 3 o'clock on a Saturday morning. I am currently driving a taxi cab, and, uh... Oh, looks like my first customer of the night. Hey. Hey, where to, pal? Rockefeller Center. Wow, that sounds really expensive. For me to drive from Halifax, Nova Scotia to New York City, I mean, that, it's going to cost you well over $100. I'll pay, just drive. You got it. Hey, you want to know something freaky about Rockefeller Center? Listen to this. In 1979, all the fathers of all the Nobel Prize winners were rounded up by military officials and forced to give semen samples, which are now stored below Rockefeller Center, underneath the ice rink. Oh, wow. Is that right? Yeah. Well, it's been uh, three years since I used toothpaste on my teeth. You want to know why? Why? Fluoride. Toothpaste contains fluoride, which is a dangerous chemical that weakens your will and takes away your capacity for thought. Interesting. Okay, okay, I get it. You think I'm crazy, right? No, I think you're a moron. Fair enough, fair enough. And here we are at the Rockefeller Center. Um, this is not Rockefeller Center. And you are not welcome in my cab. Get out of here. Get out of here! I'll bust your head! I'll bust your head! Fuck you, psycho. I'm calling the police. Tell them good luck finding me. And fuck you, too. Asshole.
It all started later that morning, around 3.30 or so. I'd gotten off work a little earlier than expected, and I was just arriving home to my bachelor apartment. I was startled to see my front door kicked open. My file cabinet was knocked over on its side and emptied. All my files and manuscripts appeared to be gone. Someone had also used a homemade bomb to open my safe, which contained all the classified government documents I had in my possession. It was a classic ransacking. I didn't even bother calling the police because I knew they wouldn't be able to help me. The only one who can get me out of this one is me. And just as I'm thinking these thoughts, I heard footsteps behind me. I spun around. Out of my bathroom came a man in black, suit and sunglasses. My heart pounded as he pointed at me and said, You there. It's time to go. Go where? Look out your window. You see that limousine? Yeah. Well, that's where you're going. No. Actually, I don't think I am. You see this gun? Good. Now let's go. So I did what the mystery man said. He walked behind me, and as I walked across my driveway toward the black limousine, I felt like I was on death row. This is it, I thought. I know too much. I said too much. And now they're going to kill me. Another man in black emerged from behind the limousine, smoking a cigarette. He tapped on his earpiece, nodded his head, and opened the back door for me. Before getting into the limo, I quickly took a look around to see if there were any witnesses, or better yet, a hero, hiding in the darkness, waiting to make their move and save me from these evil men. But that never happened. I got in the car and saw an old man sitting there. He stared at me for a few seconds before I recognized his face. My jaw dropped. It was Jean Chrétien. I swear to God, the Prime Minister of Canada was sitting right there. I tried to think of words, but I couldn't. I became a little more relaxed at that point, and he started talking. Hello, Mr. Peter Schwartz. I am Jean Chrétien. I know who you are. Pleasure to meet you, Mr. Prime Minister. Let me cut to the chase, Pete. There is not much time. We are here to help you if you would care to help us in return. Help me with what? The New World Order is underway. The evildoers have now teamed up with the cult of Scientology, and they are planning on killing all of the honeybees. Kill the honeybees? But without them, mankind would go extinct. We. Oui. They want to decrease the world's population so we can have an easier time taking over the world. I mean, they. They can have an easier time taking over the world. I am in the crisis now because the Scientologists have found out that I have found them out. But what does that have to do with me? No, that the Freemasons are your friends. They send you postcards. They are trying to save you. With postcards? With an invitation to the Ark. What, what's that? It's a very good hiding spot. And 
a very good school. I'm done with school, pal. I'm an adult. Oh, but this is a very special school with very special instructors. You'll see. Sounds like a cult to me. When we get there, you'll see. It really is more like a secret society formed to protect all of those who have been persecuted by various evil organizations, like the Illuminati, or the Scientologist, or the Amnesty International. Where is this place? It's in the harbor, on the Ark, you see? I don't see any Ark. The TTG is the Ark. It's under invisible cloaking device right now, so you cannot see it yet. But it's right there, like a ghost ship. It roams the lonely sea. Okay, well, I guess I have no choice but to go check it out. And if you are not into it, I promise I will drop you back at home. Is that all cool? Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah, I guess. Now, there's just one more thing to worry about. And what's that? My daughter, France, Christian Demarie. She is a lawyer. She is businesswoman. But also, she is ninja detective. Very powerful, very scary in the night. Like Batman? She is exactly like Batman, yes. She is angry at me at the moment, but she is very fond of you and your work. I don't believe you. Truth. I speak the truth, Mr. Schwartz. Your radio show has become very popular. More than you think. So what then? What are you trying to tell me? Right now, all I am concerned about is my Batman daughter will try to stop us from taking you to the Ark. She can be... Very much too violent, no? It is, in fact, a very dangerous risk we are taking right now. Why are you telling me this? I am very, very drunk. We arrived at the docks around 4 o'clock a.m. The limousine stopped and the engine cut off. Jean Chrétien signaled for his men to remove the cloaking device around the ark. The men tapped something that made a beep noise on their watches and the cloak was temporarily lifted just for a few seconds, long enough for me to see the Ark in all its majestic beauty, taller than the tallest of tall ships. And once we walked down the dock and entered the great wooden Ark, the inside was a bustling cathedral of activity. It was like entering an invisible world. There I was, walking around in another world where Everything was very wooden and very real. The cloaking device had resumed its function on the outside. I followed Jean down the twisted hallways and peeked into the classrooms every now and then. The Arc was essentially a university, a very big one at that, with 500 classrooms and 2,000 dorm rooms. The university sailed around the world nonstop, and all the students and all the professors were on the run in some way or another from something sinister. And because the Ark was so disconnected from the outside world, everything was free. Free tuition, free food, free rooms and board, even free laundry. Jean told me that a lot of people on the ship were victims of the Scientologist cult and that the captain and founder of the university was an ex-Scientologist leader himself. 
After a lengthy tour of the campus, I shook hands with some interesting people. And they explained to me in detail how the TTV Arc University was nothing like a cult. It's really like the opposite of a cult. I think you will love teaching here if you choose to take the job. Wait, what? You want me to be a professor here? Yes, we need expert scholar to teach our new courses this fall. Introduction to paranormal literature and the history of ghosts in the cartoons are very popular courses. This is the best university in Canada that is not on the land. If we were on the land, tuition for TTG would cost $71 million per semester. Oh, that's, yeah, that's kind of a lot of money. Oui. But here at the TTG University of the Arc, tuition is 100% free. It's the Jean Chrétien guarantee. Well, all right. I'll just need to think this over. And um, hey, may I please use your washroom facility? Of course, Pete. Right this way. Down that hallway and to the left of the vending machine there. Thanks, John. I was washing my hands in the bathroom and panicking a little because I hadn't realized that the arc had started moving. The lights of the city of Halifax disappeared in the fog. And then I really began to panic. There, there was no way I'm getting off this arc. That was never an option, was it? I asked myself. And as those last few whispers fell from my lips, the glass of the bathroom window shattered. Behind me, with a piercing thunk, was a metallic object wedged in the doorframe. It looked like a batarang, but instead of a bat, it was shaped like a maple leaf. My heart skipped a beat. Could it be? I thought. Was it? A masked face, dark and brooding, peered into the bathroom window from outside. I could tell from the glittery makeup around the eyes that it was a woman. Her latex purple suit wrinkled around her chest armor with a sharp-looking maple leaf engraved at the center. She jumped down from the window ledge, landing like a cat as she pulled the maple boomerang out of the wall and slid it back into her utility belt. Peter, everything okay in there? We have to go now. Quickly, take my hand. Who are you? I am Capel. Vigilante Spectacular. My father is Jean Christian. Did he not warn you of me? Capel? Honestly, that's disappointing. You should get a new name. Do you not understand? It is because I have maple leaf on my costume. And I have a nice cape. Capel. Maple. Oh, okay, I understand. Uh, it's still kind of weak, but... Uh... Now is not the time for talking and game. You take my hand, Pete Schwartz. We shall fly deep into the night and fog. Okay, I'm ready. I'm ready. Um, anything to get me off this arc? Yes. Now on the count of three, we shall jump and grapple hook over the water to safety. Trois, deux, un.
Hold on, Pete. We're almost there now. Follow me down, but safe and sound. You run along home now and stay away from that evil ark, you know? My father, Jean Chrétien, is full of lies. Do not listen to him. So does that mean the Scientologists are the good guys? No. Scientologists are the most bad guys of all. Oh, poor naive Peter. Sometimes there are no good guy out there. Sometimes. The only good guy is the one inside of you. What? Sorry, I'd like to stay and tell you more, but I must go find more scumbag and scream at them and break their leg. Goodbye, Pete. And like I say to everyone, do not fear. Capo will always be here. Or there. I thanked Capo one more time for saving me from that horrible university cult. But she was long gone within seconds. I, I don't think she heard me. I walked home slowly, through the old graveyard, and the sun was rising and it warmed my skin. I smiled and sat on a park bench, and for the first time in a long time, I just relaxed. Loosened all my muscles, took deep breaths. And in that moment, I felt safe. That's our show for this week, folks. I hope you enjoyed listening to those audio clips from my agonizingly traumatic life. I know this won't end here. I know Christian will come back for me. In fact, just yesterday, I received another package in the mail. It was an employment document from the TTG University of the Art. The document stated that I was due to begin teaching in the fall and that I needed to submit my syllabi to them as soon as possible. I gave the documents another read before tossing them into the fireplace. I was really lucky to find a bachelor apartment in Halifax with a working fireplace. That's the story of my life, some would say. Lucky old Pete Schwartz, always, always lucking out. <laughs> Please be sure to tune in to next week's episode, entitled Young Frankenstein. Things will go back to normal, as I will be traveling to Switzerland to help capture a Frankenstein monster created using the frozen body parts of psychologist Carl Jung. Just another day here at Pete's Paranormal Chronicles. P.S. If the Scientologists are listening out there, and I know some of you are, know this. You will rue the day when you cross me. I can see your people as I speak, parked in front of my neighbors I was watching me. Word of advice. Stay in the shadows where you belong. I'm not afraid anymore. I'm not afraid. <laughs>